Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design and money coach and I help people welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into their lives. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this episode. Hannah Hermanson is back and this time we're talking about zone of genius. What that means, how you can spend more time, ideally all of your time, in your zone of genius and very little time in your zone of ugh. And I don't know if we've really talked about Hannah's design. She and I are both four, six MGs with emotional authority, and we have some other overlap in our human design gifts. And if you want to know your human design, go to KelseyAbbott.com and grab your free chart delivered from me. All right. Now here is Hannah talking about zone of genius with me. I love you. Welcome back, Hannah. Yay. It feels homey. Feels like it? I feel like, why don't we do this every week? Well, we kind of do. <laughs> we do, but other people don't get to hear it. Right. <laughs> they don't realize what a gift this is. What a privilege it is to listen in to Hannah and Kelsey. Eavesdropping. Mm-hmm. I love That's how I started the podcast, actually. Eavesdropping? Uh, well, <laughs> my vision was yeah. I was having all these amazing conversations with people and I was like, people need to hear these. Yes. Yes. So here we are. We're going to talk about a zone of genius. What does that mean? You and your sparkliest, fullest, most expressed embodiment of why you're here playing what Kelsey calls this earth game, which mm-hmm. I love. But yeah. Zone of genius is you showing up fully. And so few of us, including myself, really live there or really even know what it is. So I want to open it up today. Yeah, I love that. And so does everybody have a zone of genius? Absolutely. How do you find it? (laughs) Right. We're like right into the deep end, right? Sorry, I don't I don't do the shallow end. I always just dive in. Yes. Well, okay. So words don't teach experience does, but I'm going to use my words to tell you my experience and finding mine because I went all over the place in getting here. Um, So I think all of us have that feeling, that inkling, like, oh, I'm meant to do something, right? Like maybe when you were a kid, you thought you would be a teacher because you're meant to be in the front of the class. Or maybe you thought you'd be a firefighter because you thought you were meant to like do scary things and help people, right? And we are, especially with what human design teaches, our soul has a purpose for being here. We decided to come here to do something, to become something, to learn something. And our zone of genius is a place where we get to play in our purpose and embody it. So when I was working nine to five as an academic advisor, I remember hearing Tony Robbins in my cubicle. It was a fall afternoon. I was wearing leggings under my dress so that I could just run out of the building at the end of the day. Cause I was like, not this. Okay. I, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I don't want to be here for long. And I was listening to some Tony Robbins or some Facebook ad who knows, but he said, do you feel like you have a sleeping giant inside of you? 
And that resonated so much. I felt like, yes, like there's this thing inside of me that is not matching the outside reality that I have. And for whatever reason, that nudge led me on a path to start to figure out how do I get this giant out of me? What is this thing inside of me that feels uncomfortable because it's not being expressed? And so I tried a bunch of things. And I think that's where this like experience teaches is so important. I went to therapy. Well, before that, I picked up an eating disorder. (laughs) I went to therapy. I went to yoga teacher training. I started working inside of a nonprofit part-time and then that became full-time. And then I moved to California. Like I just kept like pushing that comfort zone. And a lot of people talk about growth being really uncomfortable. And I think it can actually be really exciting to ask yourself, like, how do I get, like, what's the next thing? What's that next thing that my heart is calling or nudging me towards? And Kelsey, I think you and your expertise in human design can probably give us even more specific ways that we can utilize our own blueprint to learn how to listen or figure out what is a nudge or what is a yes, right? That's our authority, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I mean, I was just like following the, yeah, I think that's the right thing for me. I have emotional authority. So I do look back and think, yeah, I thought about it for about 24 hours and my parents would be like, 20, what? You're changing all the time. It's like, no, really, I slept on it. I'm going to move to California. So all this is to say is that I think we're here to sift and sort what we are good at. And that's what has to go to the side. Okay. To get to your zone of genius, what you're good at has to make way for what you're meant for. I could, I could be a great academic advisor and put on that outfit and sit at that place and, you know, make myself happy. But there was this like meant for feeling, sleeping giant feeling. And now this is what I've learned to call my zone of genius. It's, I don't think I'd ever heard you, you shared details of your story right now that were different than I've heard in past iterations like the ready to run out of the building. And that I remember that so much when I was working for the federal government as a fisheries biologist, I would, every time I had to have a meeting, you know how I feel about meetings. Um, I was like, okay, can we do it outside? Let's Mm -hmm. walk and talk. We walk and talk. Like I was ready to go at all times. What can I do to get out of this building? What (laughs) just like, you haven't heard how I pretended that I was like at the dentist or the OBGYN, but really I'd go to 10 a.m. yoga. Yeah, I was just like playing hooky left and right in my real job to go. I love that. I had bookended my days. So I started out with this. It's been, I, I don't know how I slept. I'm not sure where that fit in, but I would get up super early to go to this amazing spin class when it was not bike to work season. I'd go to a spin class in the morning and then I'd go to master some practice at night and like maybe in the middle there. And this was before I'd, no, it wasn't before triathlon, but I wasn't like as deeply into it. I might squeeze in a run, but it was, my day was like, okay, I, between now, like this super fun spin class and playing with people in the pool, I do the thing called work. Yeah. 
Totally. And that's why I wore yoga pants under my dress because mm-hmm. I was playing the same exact mm-hmm. game of like, what am I doing over my lunch break? Not sitting in here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's fast forward to this like nitty gritty, this aha. I want to live in my zone of genius. And I think I found it. Okay. So I had sifted and sorted a lot as we all have in this life experience, right? We've set down relationships. We've set down places that we live. We we're always evolving. And I think for especially listeners and our people, there's some consciousness around that. We, we want more. We want to improve. We know that there's better, even if we're good. We know that there's like great, right? So a couple of years ago, I felt like I had my dream job. I had left the academic world and I was working inside of a coaching program where I got to do the marketing, branding, coaching. And I loved it, but it was a lot of work. (laughs) And I wasn't just doing the coaching part or the talking about branding part, which is why I initially took the job. And I think a lot of people will say, well, of course, it's work. You got to do the icky stuff, right? But I started to wonder why I was doing those other things that were not lighting me up. And honestly, I wasn't that good at, right? Why was I the one like keeping track of when clients booked their call? Like spreadsheet, no, thank you. Why am I here? Because Joshua on the team is way better at that. Can Joshua help me with that? And in this position, I started to play because there was a team in the company. I started to play with what if we all just like did our thing instead of me owning this set of clients to do all these things with them? Joshua, what if you did spreadsheets and I did sparkly fun things? (laughs) And I started to see how we could play with these dynamics. And then I kid you not, there was a woman named Kelsey Abbott that came onto my podcast and she said something about how we are all individual puzzle pieces and we fit together. And when we fit together, we all rise. And I truly, I started looking around and wondering questions like, why doesn't my dad understand that I'm an entrepreneur? Because he's a self-proclaimed widget builder, right? Like he makes things that people need in the streets in our small town. And why doesn't my mom understand the word branding? Well, because she's a social worker and she's focused on completely different things. And that's amazing. I don't want her job. She doesn't want my job. But we could perhaps like coexist and appreciate each other. And then I started to realize like, I don't want to be an earring maker, I don't want to be a firefighter, but people do like people actually want to take my spreadsheets. And what if I started taking their marketing? Because not everyone wants to do that. And I started to see this like puzzle piece game. All of this. Yes, 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 yes to all of this. So much. I mean, I've shared the story. I believe I have on the podcast a million times about how when I quit my government job, I, it was the realization sitting in a staff meeting, looking around the table and realizing they all love this. Oh, (laughs) I don't have to. I'm out. Yeah. And then there's the thing you touched on it briefly. Like when we're good at things, there is one belief people are raised with. If you're good at it, you're supposed to do it. No, if you're having fun, do it. 
But yeah. if you hate it, but you're good at it, get out of there. Yeah. So I'm self-proclaimed a little woo-woo and a lot type A. So when I was back in my cubicle starting to explore, like, what else can I do? A friend gave me, I don't remember the book, but you'll be familiar with the exercise, I think. And it's basically three circles in a Venn diagram with- The icky guy. Okay. That's what What are you good at? Yeah. Um, What will people pay you for? And- what is a problem you can solve? Like, what's a problem you can solve? What are you good at? What will people pay you for? And then in the middle of this Venn diagram is supposed to be your dream job. And as a person that's type A, it's like, oh yeah, that's great. Okay. That makes sense. Let me just like compute. What am I supposed to do? And it's a total head game and it's totally logic and it's rational. Right. And that's what led me to like work with this startup. And then you know, it, it moved me forward on my path. So that was helpful at, in that time and space. But let's go back to this getting rid of good to make room for great. The The book that really catalyzed all of this for me was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And there's yet another chart, <laughs> but I feel better about this one. More, It feels more intuitive to me where there are four quadrants. The I've, I, He doesn't call it this, but I call the bottom right quadrant the zone of UGG. Like the things that you're doing that are just, oh, God, I got to clean the fridge or make a meal. Like cooking is so not my zone of genius right now. Um, And then there's a zone of competence on the bottom left. And that's like, yeah, you can do it. You're good at it. Like people might pay you for it. I think this zone of competence is probably what that first Venn diagram led us to. Like makes sense. I could, you know, do my own bookkeeping and I can cook like I can. Right. Well, then we slide up to the top right, and that's your zone of excellence. And this is the stickiest part for, I think, our people, because you're getting accolades for this. You like it, and people reward you for it. You get paid for it. You get energy from it. You're good. It's good. But then let's slide to that top left quadrant, which is your zone of genius, which is what only you can do. And I feel like there's so many of us kind of battling each other in the zone of excellence like well i can coach well so can i and i can coach and we can all coach and noisy we're all like doing this thing because she earned six figures doing it or she looks happy living in mexico so like let's all do that excellent thing we've got to really examine those things and i think kelsey and human design I know you've given me so many tools to sift and sort. What am I just excellent at versus what am I here for? And that's the zone of genius. I want, I don't know. I just want to say like, amen. Hell yes. All the things. Yes, yes, yes. I guess that's, you know, that's what I say to Zumi when he, when he nails a cum or a sit or something. And so. I can get the wiggles and get little dog energy Zoomies. I totally relate to, to Zoomies energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so zone of excellence or zone, yeah, zone of excellence is where we get hung up. And oftentimes that can be our comfort zone, right? Well, like I've always coached this way, or I've always worked in this company, or I've always done all the things by myself. And moving into your zone of genius requires a powerful but uncomfortable action called delegation, right? So if you are the only one who can show up and host the Find Your Awesome podcast, that is what you need to be doing. 
You do not need to be editing the audio and figuring out the algorithm and emailing it to your list and like moving back down, right? And so the game that I've been playing in my life and my business over the last couple of years is what can only I do, but what can only you do? So delegating has become addicting for me because I look at this in my day-to-day life of like, someone else can clean my house. Someone else can make vegan food. Someone else can write my emails. Like really, because the more that I let go of, I see how powerful the ripple effect is and how I think the universe is supposed to work. Okay. So truly, like I decided someone else can clean my house. That is not my, that is not why I am here. And we got connected with a beautiful woman named Ava who has built a small business around cleaning homes. And she comes to ours, she comes to some of our friends' houses, and we all can see that she is in her zone of genius. Like I see her doing this, like these meticulous things in the windows with a big smile. And she offers to, you know, come more often. And of course, you know, there's a livelihood in that. But the joy that she brings into our home is ripple effect. Like, I'm just so glad she's doing something that she loves while I'm talking on the Find Your Awesome podcast, for example. And the same thing with team, right? I ended up leaving that coaching company and starting my own company, which is also a zone of genius exercise. (laughs) And when I came back into solopreneurship, right? Okay, one man, one woman business. And I started picking up spreadsheets again. And I started looking up finances and bookkeeping again. I challenged myself to think, maybe I have a Joshua. Maybe there's someone in the world that wants to help Hannah with her spreadsheets. And there sure is. And when Nikki got to join the team and leave some of the work that she was doing in her zone of excellence and really lean into like her operations brain, we grew faster together. I could have stayed over here and been like spreadsheets one day, marketing the next. And now Nikki and I are both like living in our zone of genius. And we've tripled our business together in the last year because with other team members doing things that they're great at, because the universe wants to expand and it wants us to be in that shiny path of what we love, not like the have tos and yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yes. And And we all get to big. So uh, slow me down. No, okay. Everything, everything you're saying, you know, I'm a million percent on board with you. And I was just saying to Danielle today, like, it's like, I do something and then she amplifies it. And then I amplify that. And we just keep building on everything together. Yeah. And all about self-confidence and like, you're great at like, you can do it, but there is someone better at you, better than you at a lot of things. And Mm -hmm. if we can let our ego allow us to really just be our great self, like fully us and trust that other people can contribute to that and not compete with that. I think that's how we go faster together. And I want to also speak to the Northerners, like not the New Englanders, but I'm thinking the Wisconsinites are probably like this as well. You know, that attitude of like, it's cold and I can handle it. Like, come on, you don't need to turn the heat on. It's October. That type of thing. Yeah, that's the type of thing that's like, no, I don't need to pay somebody else to clean my house. I don't need to pay somebody else to cook for me. I don't need to pay someone else to do my sweaters. No, you don't need to. But do you want to be awesome? 
Do you know what awesome even looks like? No, you have no idea. You got to be brave enough to release the good to make space for the great. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like delegating is, it's that pushing your comfort zone, you know, as a business owner, it's a shift in cash flow, right? Like it, it is not a, like, it can be an easy water slide, but for me, I, I think I was probably carrying some of those mindsets, but also like, I'm good. Like we're fine. Eh, like, but if you want growth, if you want, you know, to be exceptional, if you want to find your fullest version of ourselves, we do need to start to see and decide what is meant for me. What did I come here for? You know, one of my most popular Instagram <laughs> quotes is, I did not come here to not love my life. Like I came here to love it and be full and sparkly. And the biggest thing that's helped me lean into that is realizing that so did everyone else. And if I'm hanging out, okay, cleaning my own house might be a silly thing. And maybe people will think that, oh, must be nice. But Ava is supporting, she's a single mom. She's supporting her two kids in school right now. She's running her small business the way that she wants on her schedule on the days that she wants to work. And I get to support that by delegating. And she gets to support my business by giving me another, you know, half day a week to show up and do things that are in my zone of genius. So those things that, that limit those, what I would call limiting beliefs of like, you got to bear it. You got to be tough. Um, same kind of how we started this conversation. Like, yeah, that's work. That's part of life. Mm, I, I want to play an experiment in a different way and being in my zone of genius and sparkly all the time. Yeah. I think a lot of people are scared of, wait, that zone of genius, my live, first of all, my living in my zone of genius, wait, I get to do that. Like, that's legal. And then what will that even look like? Like we, I can be that big and sparkly and shiny. I can take up that much space. I can grow that much. I can do what I love. Like all of this, like we get to do that. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still have moments that I feel like I might get called to the principal's office for this right? Like it's not everyone that I'm sharing. Like I delegate my life, right? Um, because there is pushback, right? And I think when you have a big vision or a big mission, you want to share it with the people who amplify your joy and who want to support you along the way. So thank you, great listeners for being those types of people, because we're not living in a society right now that's functioning harmoniously, we're living with people who have, you know, and all of us, we have limiting beliefs. We are human. So sometimes we put ourselves into pain, right? Again, if we think about the woo-woo idea, though, like I believe if we all stepped into our zone of genius and we're generous enough to give others, you know, the opportunity to support our zone of genius, it would be harmonious and we wouldn't be competing or putting others down or hurting as much. I really feel this. So yesterday, so we just had a hurricane here and the trail that I usually ride my bike on was there were so many trees down, which made for a super fun ride for Kelsey because I got to go under and over and around the trees and then they cleaned it up so fast. And 
there's a part and it's like, oh, I kind of wanted to help with the cleanup. And then I'm like, wait, people are paid to do this. There, It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've actually never handled a chainsaw. And I'm not like, that is not my zone of genius. I'd be like, I want to help for like five minutes. And then actually, can I go coach my clients? No, because that's way more fun. <laughs> okay. That was fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring you some ice water later. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I help by bringing snacks. Okay. Well, here's a question for you. Cause I'm looking out the window right now and my husband is working on cleaning our pool. You, you know, part of this saga, Kelsey already. And we have had a malfunctioning machine. Like the pool vacuum has been giving him grief for weeks. And he's been, you like, please tell us the human design, please help us out here. He's been like biking around town, trying to fix it. Like, Root pressure, is that right, that he's got? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're both married to two fours. And check last week's episode to learn a little bit more about two fours. But they're so good at everything, and they hone their brilliance when they're alone. Like, a two four really is unstoppable. They can do anything all by themselves. And so Pete and I had this conversation as we were trying to fix the fence this week. And I'm like, oh, these our neighbors offered to help. Do you want me to reach out to them? He's like, I don't see how, what would they, how could they help? Because it's not like heavy lifting is involved. We just need to figure out how to fit a 68 inch panel into a 65 inch hole, which amazingly, when I came in to teach the money class, he did. I don't know how, <laughs> but that's what a two four does. But yeah. I think that two fours, especially two fours with open roots, have a even harder time delegating because they can do everything by themselves. Okay. And this, this is a nuance that I am so curious about in this whole zone of genius conversation is where are the places that we want to push ourselves to get stronger and learn about ourselves and fix the pool vacuum and make it, you know, DIY because it feels good because self-esteem also relies on, I said, I'm going to do this. I do it. I make myself proud. I support my self-esteem. Then this other idea of like, I don't want to, I'll just delegate it. Right. So it's been such a fascinating little micro experiment of watching him, supporting him. Okay. Yeah, I can help. Here's my ideas. And then do you just want me to call Cassie's pool guy? <laughs> like we know people who do this for a living and yeah. Is it about self-esteem? Cause there are times, right. When you still want to like get some grit and do the thing, but I'm passionate about getting the grit behind why are you here? And I really think that if we all, you know, created the thing or or the business or became the team member that we wanted to be. I, I, I do think that there's some tension between self-esteem and zone of excellence, you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. Or is that, is that my open ego trying to prove myself? <laughs> well, I don't have an open ego. I have a defined ego and I agree with you completely. I mean, I do think, yeah, of course there are times with the, that desire to try and prove yourself, but also I think it's so ingrained in us societally. You do it yourself. You buckle down, you learn the thing. If you don't know, how, you should know how to do everything in your business. Like that's something that people have been yeah. like beaten down with. Yes. And I think what just came to mind for me is time and place to quote unquote, challenge yourself, rise to the occasion 
I don't think that's where we want to live our lives, though. We don't want to live our lives in that sort of like muscling through and proving ourselves and being tough and walking uphill both ways to school because I had, you know, that sort of thing, I think. And so to your point about building a business, I think there there are time and place to, you know, learn how to do sales or learn how to send an email to your list or learn these things, but then don't live there, right? Use it as a stepping stone. And I evaluate this quadrant type A. I evaluate this quadrant because I'm not like only sitting and talking to Kelsey all day, (laughs) right? There are other things that happen in my life, but I, I evaluate, you know, what might have I picked up or have been doing in my zone of excellence and who can help me with that? I look at this regularly and maybe that's the difference between, you know, reaching a goal or pushing yourself and finding your zone of genius. And I think another way to, to look at it too, is if it feels heavy and hard, not that way. It gets to be easy. And I really want to speak to the athletic side of this too, because pushing yourself doesn't have to be a struggle. Mm. It's ease filled and you're working, but working doesn't need to be suffering. Yes. Even though that word is like celebrated in the endurance community, it like there's that, I feel like every athlete knows that place of like, this is amazing. Oh my God. The sweat is flying everywhere and my legs are burning and my, like my heart is beating so fast and oh my God, I'm flying. Yeah. Yeah. That phrase I have taken with me so much from you, the, if it's heavy and hard, not this way. And I can, right. It's like, we all bring these ideas and these theories into our day-to-day life. And what you just said totally resonated with this new pool experiment I got going on. So we joined a gym that has a pool and every time I would walk past it to go do my little weight lifting routine, I was like, that looks so good. I mean, I've, I've been swimming before, but not like cap and goggles kind of swimming and you need cap and goggles to swim in this pool. So I decided recently, okay, what if this was easy? So we go to the, you know, sports store. It's called Decathlon here. Let's just see if they have stuff for me. Sure enough, cap, goggles, suit, all on sale, ridiculous, perfect, great. I'm swimming, okay? And so I've been swimming the last couple of weeks, days now, and at first I felt silly and, you know, I'm learning some things. And today I felt like I got into a flow in the pool and I'm pushing myself and I'm sucking air underwater and I'm running into people and I don't know what I'm doing right now, but there's something about the getting into that flow and seeing myself like from a beginner's mindset that I'm doing it as an act of self-care, as a new activity, a joyful way to move my body. That is different than my zone of genius though. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's a, we can still find flow in that space when you're working. Cause people, I think people, one of the things people buck against when it comes to, yeah, if you only do your zone of genius, then it's like, you're just sitting on the couch. You're lazy and it's not laziness at all. It's actually just amplifying your sparkle. It is, then you're doing the work you're here to do. Then you are elevating the world. Yeah. Ripple effect. Yeah. 
I think of delegating as an act of self-care. Mm-hmm. The less I can do in my zone of UGG, the less cranky I am, the less I feel like I got to do this again when I wake up or when it's that time to clean the fridge or whatever it is. I really think it's an act of self-care. And could you play with the idea of loving yourself and others enough to simply ask yourself the question, who could help me with this? Yes. Like, and right now, yeah. guess what gate we all have? The gate of delegation. Really? Yes. Oh, and I need to go ask myself this question again. <laughs> I, I was just, this just came through. Another way to think of it too is inspired action versus convenient action. So yeah, you can take convenient action and clean your house when you have the time to do it. And you can do it when you're inspired. If you do it only when you're inspired, what if that's only like once a year? Okay, cool. You do it that once a year, but you probably want your house cleaned a little more frequently than that. So it's time to delegate it. I you literally mentioning yes. like cleaning the fridge. Yeah. And because our power was out, our freezer was empty. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll clean the freezer. And it was on my list for like three days. And then last night I finished dinner and I just, I don't think I really thought about it. I just was like completely inspired to go clean out, like wipe down the freezer inspired action. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to do it again. Likely it's not something that I look forward to. It's not like a fun activity for me. Definitely not my zone of genius. Yeah. But that's okay. Well, here's another like example of this exact thing and how we're on the same wavelength all the time is so freaking beautiful. Um, because I had this awareness this week after Ava came and cleaned our house, I wanted to like clean more. (laughs) I was like, it's so sparkly. I want to like, like, what more can we do? One of my strengths in Strikes Finders Maximizer. So like, give me a clean house and I'm going to keep, you know, make a clean house. And so I was inspired to go clean our fridge, like pull out all the drawers and like do all of that. I wouldn't think to do that unless I had like the space or the invitation. Okay. I'm also a responder in human design. And so again, this idea of delegation living in your zone of genius really does amplify everything, right? Ava did it to an A and then I take it to an A plus and that's that much more joy in the house and in our community or whatever. I'm I'm making new connections that this feels like leading edge. So if it doesn't make sense, maybe, maybe it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it makes sense. <laughs> or at least it makes sense to me, which means it totally makes sense to at least one other listener out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the back to this like experiment. I've talked about this on other shows here. It's like just experiment with loving money, just experiment with asking for some extra help. Right. We're not saying this is the show to go get a house cleaner. No, 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 no. This is the show to look at your life and see where are the energy leaks? Where are you putting energy that it doesn't feel uplifting? It feels like that. ugh. Uh, cause yeah, we're made to sparkle as Kelsey would has taught us. <laughs> yes. We are here to sparkle. And what is it like throughout your day? You're sparkly, 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 like, Oh, and then, okay. Rev the engine and like, Oh, I got my sparkle up. So what happened in that oh, place? What were you doing? What were you wearing? Where were you? Who were you with? Which part of that recipe? Is it the people you were with, the place you were, the activity you were doing? Was it an itchy sweater? Like what was it that made it an an energy lake for you? And then how can you clear that out? Because you, you are here to be sparkly AF all day, every day. 
And yes, you're allowed to be sparkly AF all day, every day. I shared in the money class, I recently met somebody, well, I've known her for a while, but I just saw her tattoo that is be a riot. And I was asking her about that. And it's her reminder to be a riot, that she's a riot. And in other words, she's sparkly AF. And even though some people are going to tell her, tone it down, like settle down there. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Her job on this planet is to be a riot. I feel like that's a very Midwestern. I think my Aunt Mary used to be like, you're a riot. I don't hear that very often. No, I don't either, which there's, I think is something also there. why I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so, right. Be a riot. And <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to force a transition. That's great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I want another transition. Force it. Well, I just, I want to double down on, we both now said the word energy leak a couple of times. And I think that's like another great nugget, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, where are you making, where is energy leaking in your life? And where can you make investments in your energy? And I think a lot of us think it has to be money. And again, we're not here to tell you, go pay a housekeeper. We're telling you to think about places that you can get some support or invest in your own sparkle or think about ways to be, to amplify your joy and be more sparkly throughout the day, whatever that means for you, because it is amazing as a uh, participant of the money class. It is amazing how that energy game you being in joy really does manifest into opportunities, things, money, (laughs) team members, you know, things coming into your experience. And I think if more of us had this open mind about who's going to come on my path, like where can I invest energy? We can rise together. Okay. Just beating a dead horse now (laughs) on this rising together idea. Cause I just want, I'm just excited for the universe to come together. Yes. And like, okay, so here's some things to think about when it comes to plugging energy leaks. One, saying no to something is saying yes to something else. So maybe saying no to cleaning your house is saying yes to growing your business, to it's saying yes to more quality time with your partner. It's saying yes to more time to exercise. Then, okay, ways to think about, you can think about energy leaks in terms of money. What are you paying for on a monthly basis? Where's your money going? Does it align with your values? Does it align with how you want to prioritize your life? Does it align with what sparkles you up? Or are you just kind of like unconsciously spending money on things when it comes to your email, what is coming into your energy? What, like, what emails are you getting there? You're like, what? Who's that? Unsubscribe. What are you doing? What is your relationship with email? Are you, for instance, looking at email on social media first thing in the morning? How is that setting up your energy? There are just a million ways to look at energy leaks. And like I said, wait, and I feel like it's been, oh, Katie Allen said it. Get rid of your holy underwear. That's an energy leak as well. Yeah. No need to wear underwear. Yeah. yeah. And I and I would say, okay, that's a zone of UGG. If I feel like I'm an UGG wearing these underwear, then 
yeah let's find something else let go of the ug let go of the fine let go of the good let go of the convenient action i love how many different ways we've come at this topic because yeah if we can all just shine up our energy be more in alignment find more opportunities to share our unique gifts with the world i think that's what we're talking about here it is Oh, there's yeah. one more, one more way to think of it is how can you make <laughs> everything in your life five star? Mm. Yeah. Every single person here is meant for awesome. And you are meant to share your awesome with the rest of us. And by sharing your awesome with the rest of us, you inspire us, you elevate us. Y- you change the world. Yes, yes, please. Yes. This has been amazing, Hannah. Is there anything else we need to cover? I think that's great. I think that's a lot to chew on. Play and with. Let's, let's close it out with, can you share? Okay, so you've got Ava. What other ways have you delegated to bring yourself into your zone of genius as much as possible? Yes. So Ava helps with the house. There's an amazing local food company, I guess, called Fitterade. I live in Mexico, so don't, I don't know how many of you will go rushing to their door, but shout out to Fitterade for vegan meal deliveries. I'm not fully vegan, but I appreciate having someone that knows how to do that well. Bring it to the fridge so that we have good options. We also have a intuitive body work, massage therapist, just gem of a woman named Athena who comes to our house for body work. So I'm not like trying to find a massage therapist and an acupuncturist and driving all over town. She just comes every other Tuesday, snaps me back into alignment. And then on the business side of things, I have a team of four. And this is, I guess, part of another way to look at it or another way to see how I do this is when people apply to join our team, I have them do personality tests. I I get their human design. I look at how are our puzzle pieces going to fit together. So for example, I hired Nikki, who I mentioned, to, you know, like help with operations and like do spreadsheets. And we happen to do done for you copywriting, emails, websites, funnels, social media type things. And she's like, I also am like interested in that. And I was like, okay, well, let's look at your strengths. Okay. You do have the gift of creativity and being able to tell stories. So she's doing that as well. And then there's three other women who helped me do the the creative copywriting. Bob does our gardening. I think those are the, those are the weekly, you know, teammates right there. I love it all so much. I feel like you just introduced us to the people on like your, the people in your neighborhood. It felt very Sesame Street-esque. Yeah. Well, and it does feel like community. It doesn't feel like I'm your boss. You're my housekeeper. It's like, there really is this, um, it's almost like the gift economy. Mm -hmm. We pay. Okay. But the idea of a gift economy is that everyone shares what they can. Like, do you know how to make bread? Bring it to dinner. Can you drive me to school? Let's make that happen. And we operated that way in society for a while before shillings and pesos and everything came into the picture. And it kind of feels like that, that we've got this gift economy that helps us all live our dream life. Yeah. It takes a team. It takes a squad. 
And every one of us is totally worthy of having a team to support us. We're not here to do it alone. Mm. Yes. Oh, and Kelsey's my energy coach. <laughs> she she puts the the bumpers on my bowling alley, like mm-hmm. as I'm throwing balls out into the universe and sometimes falling off of alignment. I've got you on my team too. Let's not forget that. Yeah. And I've got you on my team. I've yeah. got Danielle on my team. I've got a triathlon coach, strength coach, acupuncturist, massage therapist, muscular activation coach. I'm sure there are others. Dog trainer, right? Dog Lindsay. trainer. We've Dog got Annie. Trainer. We've got Mandy cleaning the house. Yeah. Yes. So supported. Your team. Absolutely. My people. Yeah. And I think we're done here. Thank you, Hannah. I adore you. you. Where can people connect with you? Yes. So start at dreamlifeisreallife.com for these types of conversations about mindset, marketing, and Mexico. And then if you are a coach who wants someone to join your marketing team, jump over to dfycopywriting.org. That stands for done for you done for you copywriting.org is where you can see what we do for coaches like Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any questions about how working with Hannah and her team has totally changed my life, please reach out to me and I'll tell you all about how much I love the whole thing, the whole shebang. <laughs> Go team. Thank you. Go team. I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, I hope you loved that conversation. And if you did, please share it with all your people. And if you feel like it, if it really, truly lights you up, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave the Find Your Awesome Podcast a five-star rating and a glowing review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are amazing. You're a miracle. You are totally worthy of living your entire life in your zone of genius. I love you. Go forth and be awesome.